Over the last 17 years, Sharad Kapoor has been helping hotels and resorts internationally develop and grow their revenue management and distribution capabilities. Working in the US, Middle East and Europe, he has seen and contributed to the evolution and growth of the discipline. In a recent article on LinkedIn, Sharad is now arguing that the COVID-19 crisis is leading to a fundamental shift in how the industry will generate and optimize revenues, which will in turn lead to the rise of the commercial strategist, an analytically minded leader whose responsibility is to integrate and optimize all revenue streams, maximize total revenues and profitability. My first question for Sharad was what triggered him to write this article? To see how we can really uh, change the way we are thinking, change the way we are working, and how do you really uh, bring synergies around uh, every function? And you know, if you if you just look at the functions that have emerged in the last few years, uh, um, whether it was social marketing, whether it was digital marketing, and they were becoming functions on their own, and you would see that at a hotel level, um, they were still being managed. Uh, by somebody who had grown from a, a sales path, uh, and and I'm not saying that that was a that's a wrong path. I'm just saying that that's traditionally how hotels have thought about it, and that's traditionally how every most of the hotel companies have uh, orchestrated their departments. Um, and when you go down to a hotel to have a conversation. Uh, and you talk about big picture, and you talk about strategy, and you talk about uh, uh, how they are positioned, you would find that most hotels are only talking about the brand positioning. So they are a particular brand, and they're thinking of only what that brand features are, what that brand represents in the market. They are not able to actually think what their local competitive positioning is, because every hotel in its local community has its own unique position. It might be competing with a regional brand. It might be competing with a global brand. It might be competing with a local, uh, non-branded hotel. Uh, and just that bit of complexity as to how do you really massage your own marketing message that goes from different customer groups. Uh, and and these companies, or if it's a branded hotel, they may have their regular base of customers, but you know, they, they're not able to still capture uh, mm-hmm. potential that should exist in the market. So that kind of kept me thinking as to what really needs to be done differently. And then also, I always found that these functions that had just been created, uh, they were only added as layers. They were never <clears throat> integrated into business management or business thinking. And there was no genesis of one strategy that worked and spread mm-hmm. it uh, over the business duration. So yeah, we've talked about the conflict between revenue management and sales, and and not well, less so marketing, but distribution for many many years, right? So and that's always been unhealthy. Well, sometimes healthy, but sometimes unhealthy too, right? Yeah. And then I also found that sometimes uh, hotels would just uh, rename a position or create. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, it is what the market uh, is demanding. This is what the trend is. They'll start calling people commercial leaders, but they really don't know what should that commercial function do. And why can't it be a marketeer leading the entire commercial function or a revenue manager leading that commercial function? So, you know, it came from uh, the backdrop of that 
functions, if there is more uh, of synergies between functions and the other functions are also allowed to take leadership position, um, then it would be more beneficial to hotels in the long run. Mm. Um, so that was the thinking behind the article um, that I started writing. Um, it also, and then also some companies have taken uh, steps towards it, you know, so Hilton has done a fantastic job uh, creating business development managers earlier. Um, and they've also now moved in the direction of creating commercial directors. Um, so, you know, there is a, a success story there. And there is somebody who has in the industry taken that leap of faith and said, you know what, we're going to move forward with it. And they've done pretty well. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I mean, that's something that hotel, industry, hotel companies should actually learn from and said, you know what, can we do differently? Because time and again, I find that they always gravitate back to their traditional way of thinking. Um, yeah, we've talked about silos for a long time, and we've talked about uh, you know departmental conflict, and and what you're describing is kind of supporting yeah. kind of yeah. traditionally the traditional kind of um, a way of of managing a, a hotel or yeah. running a business, which needs to change, right? Yeah, and you know, I don't know if you. You obviously uh, must have spoken to Professor Kimes many times, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and how uh, she is such a big fan of total revenue management, and how she has been uh, promoting that for years now. So, for uh, in the beginning of the year, I did a huge conference uh, on total revenue management, and just when I was writing about it, I was thinking that who really needs to now champion. Um, looking at all revenue streams and driving that effectively because there is no better time for hotels than to start practicing total revenue today because they need revenues optimized in every possible way in mm -hmm. everything. You know, they just cannot focus anymore on the rooms part of it. So, and if you think about it, after the lockdowns have come about, you know, or have been removed in certain countries, the only travel or base of business that has been created is through local communities, whether it is local restaurants filling up or bars. So there is an opportunity if the hotels have not practiced in the last two, three weeks, when yeah. restaurants have started filling up, they've actually lost an opportunity to, to make more money. So somebody needs to be now in charge of looking at the total revenue picture and also look mm -hmm. at the profitability because many times, mm -hmm. Uh, if if contracts are being done or if a price point is being, uh, and I'm talking the very, very micro level, um, they, they're pretty much uh, motivated by their own relationships, you know, and what they can do in terms of generating volume. It does not actually think about what really goes down to the bottom line. Yeah, uh, somewhere, yeah. and we, we see that we see that over and over, right? I, I remember I had a conversation six months ago with someone who said, "Well, marketing is putting all these um, uh, ad purchases out, right, and on Google, right, and 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 bidding for all these keywords, and then uh, they're doing it for times when we're already forecasting to be full, right? So that's a clear indicator of wasted money, right? If you're if you're bidding on keywords and putting these ads out and spending a lot of money." And then end up not being able to convert that demand because you're doing it for periods where we're already very busy. Yeah. You know, there must be a way of doing that better, right? Yeah, of course. And um, 
you know, these are these are pockets of opportunities for uh, companies to set a new direction. You know, right. Um, right. So therefore, and if they don't equip a leadership position with the right mindset and the right drive, uh, and for somebody to take that challenge very differently, then they'll always continue to do the business the way they have done it in the past. Mm. Uh, so when I started writing about the age of commercial strategies, it was largely focused on you that the hotels should think about total revenues because they have an opportunity to increase revenues everywhere. And they should think of total profitability and not just filling up rooms. And you know, having been through many crises, so I've seen 2008-9 crisis and what it did to the hospitality industry, uh, what it did in 2001 and two uh, to the hospitality industry, uh, and the advent of um, uh, online travel agents and big giants like Expedia uh, post 2001 and Priceline, there were discounts that were being offered. You saw that in 2008, 2009, and you are going to see that now as well. As and when mm. open up, prices are going to get dropped because everybody wants to fight for the same customer base. Um, but nobody's going to think about profitability. Nobody's going to think about long-term strategy uh, or positioning of their own product. So <clears throat> I think those were um, merely motivations for me to yeah. structure something. I mean, what, what is in? Yeah, in, in your mind, you obviously mentioned, um, you know, Hilton is an example, which has been around the 4B structure or 4D structure has been around for quite a while, right? I remember in the, the early 2000s when I was with IHG, we talked about the, the different revenue tabs that people can turn on and off, right? And that was really looking not just revenue management, but it was looking the sales tab and the marketing tab and the distribution tabs, uh, which, which had a commercial framework. And then we looked at customer profit contribution as a, as a, as a KPI. But none of that stuck over the last 20 years, right? So other than, you know, the Hilton model you described, so that's right. been around. But um, we, we and, and I was talking to Professor Kimes a couple of weeks back, and she's becoming disillusioned about total revenue management too, because she also says, we've been talking about this for so long, and it's just not happening, right? So so do you think this period we're going through right now can be a catalyst for some of these changes, and, and it's going to accelerate some of these things that you're advocating? I hope it does. I hope uh, because uh, if the industry is not going to wake up now and see that it needs to change the way it works, if the owners don't realize that what they are going to get in the next two to three years is no profitability, no bottom line, no dollars to their bank, then they mm -hmm. are the ones who are going to get most affected. And I hope that they are the ones that actually start asking for that change. Because, um, you know, just to give you an example, I. Uh, had started a, a revenue clustering effort almost three to four years ago. And it took me two years to bring it to, or a year to bring it to fusion. And for three years, it did really, really well in the region, produced some fantastic growth results in terms of market share. Um, and wherever I had any uh, person leaving, it was the hotel owner or largely the investor, the institutional investors would say, I think I want that person back in that position because they had seen the value that they bring, you know? So somewhere hotel owners have to take that uh, question back to the operators, back to hotel management companies and say, you know what, you're managing my millions of dollars of assets and I need bang for my buck. 
I cannot anymore just sit back and participate in the uh, the whole um, revenue cycle that you mm. use year over year. You just need to challenge that. Um, and I hope, uh, you know, because otherwise, I, and I think Professor Kimes is pretty much on target being disillusioned because she's been talking about it for 10, 15 years now, you know, right. and it's happened. And if Hilton has struck gold with it, with its own structure, it is because they believed in it, um, they pursued it, uh, and they made leadership changes right to the top, bringing people uh, into positions of authority and decision-making uh, that had very, very different profile. You know, right. and that's what needs to happen in other companies if they want to pursue at least growth or profit. Right. So how should how should hotel companies go about it, right? You wrote the article, you advocated for the role, you know, a change in a, a change in mindset and philosophy, right? What would you advocate, kind of, with your experience, you know, twenty years experience and around the world and in, in revenue management and sales and other functions? Uh, you know, how would a hotel company think about it and go about it and and just talk me through the process? <laughs> 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 yeah, so, you know, I mean, I think uh, um, if that change has to happen, I would, I mean, it has to happen at every level. You know, it has to happen at a very, very macro level and has to go very micro as well. But I think the best way forward for any company that is structured in a very, very traditional manner or has been operating under the influence of its own structure for many years will probably find it much more easier to bring a change at a unit level, which is its own microorganism and it's dealing with that and try and change that first before that change, you know, can spread across to the entire uh, company. That could be one model. So you started as a pilot in one or two hotels, you put your weight behind it, don't make uh, poor decisions in selecting people or make compromises by not paying people, uh, and then believe in that culture and that, uh, or no, believe in that vision and then set the culture and set the tone for it to be successful um, before you can you know, make it into a bigger thing. Because if, if companies don't, if we're asking companies to go for that change, I don't believe they'll change first at their top level where the entire strategy of the company is uh, set. Yeah. But in your mind, in your mind, there would be a commercial leader and that person looks after sales, distribution, revenue management, marketing, yes. and, 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 and manages uh, specialists in these areas, but not necessarily you won't have a revenue director anymore. You might have a business analyst and you know. Under the business, you know, and that would lead to a lot of functions that probably now exist because of the needs for somebody to manage mm -hmm. Facebook uh, would end up getting clustered, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and I hope they don't exist in the property today because uh, they can... <laughs> I was just going to ask. I hope there there is nobody who just manages Facebook. Yeah, they cannot, uh, they cannot necessarily afford all these people anymore. Right. Uh, but, you know, somebody who manages the business, you know, yeah. that should be the objective at the end of the day, that you get a business manager to set the right strategy. Um, I mean, these you can't compare to a COVID time because it's a very uh, it's an unprecedented time, and you know it's happened hopefully once in lifetime of everybody and never comes back again. Um, but you know, somebody who can 
in a re normal, regular period of time, set a three-year uh, vision for where the hotel is uh, and how it is going to get milled at every single point of time, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and, you know, I, and I believe, I mean, I'm not necessarily advocating that the revenue managers or people who practice revenue management should take that role. I believe somebody who has the right strategic insight, who's data-led uh, at the end of the day and believes in data um, and can uh, uh, make decisions thereafter. You know, I mean, the first thing that I heard when COVID uh, had started happening uh, in many discussion forums was that data is obsolete. Uh, mm. that has no value, and I, you know, I disagree because you know you may not have value in a competitive data anymore because of the period that we are in, but it has value today. You know, if people are not using the the data that your restaurant was full on Friday and Saturday, and how do you actually monetize that for next Friday and Saturday? Then you're losing an opportunity. So, so I do believe that somebody with that that skill set should be. Uh, mm -hmm brought in to look after um, the operations, the commercial operations. Right, right, right. And, and you called it a strategist, you didn't call it a manager, you didn't call it a leader, so you're really thinking just as somebody who needs to be able to look at where do I set the business, where do I set the right path to put the business in the best possible position over the next three years or five years, right? This is not, let's make budget this year, this is about how do we get the business moving in the right direction, in your yeah. mind. Yeah, it is not about uh, setting one budget and then saying, right. I want to achieve. You're setting uh, a vision or a strategy for two to three years and you're living that strategy for the next two to three years and you're gravitating towards an end goal, which is creating maximum value for the owner uh, and creating profits for the owner year over year and not just saying, well, I'm bound by the budget, uh, mm -hmm. you know, or mm -hmm. I'm bound by that account that I have been servicing for 20 years. Uh, mm -hmm. And that uh, somebody is able to create a, uh, a mix of customers in the hotel that is flexible. You know, um, it is not just so dependent on one set of consumers that it it suffers predominantly in times like this. You know, right, right. I think one 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 thing we've heard loud and clear is that the 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 segments are shifting, the market has shifted. You know, your competitors have shifted, right? Because some of them are not opening or will never be open again. Um, and the sensitivities of the consumers have shifted too because their priorities are different now, right? So the whole marketplace is just the ground has completely transformed itself, the playground that we're all operating in. And, and it's a new, it's not a new normal, normal, it's just a new, a completely new market environment for the moment, right? For the moment and, and we don't know if that's gonna come back or not. And businesses that are flexible enough to change processes, uh, mindset and change their behavior of doing business, they'll find it much easier to climb back up. Uh, but hotels or companies that are set in their own traditional path of doing the way they have done things, they'll have a challenge. Um, right. And you will see, if you study from 2008 to 2013, because 2012 onwards, hotels that started really peaking, you would see some brands uh, had a sharp increase in their performance in year 10, 11, and 12, and the others only caught up in mm -hmm. 12 or 13. So it's just indicative of you know how flexible hotel companies can be, and that's all to do with strategy. So you change the strategy and you adapt, and you you try and deliver something else again. You know.
Um, yeah. This, this, I'm asking at a very, very micro. Uh, yeah. You know, just. I saw a, um, I saw a comment by, uh, by Black, by the, by the CEO of Blackstone or somebody within Blackstone who was asked about uh, their, their investment in um, hotels right now, right? And uh, it was an interesting answer. The person, and I can't remember who it was, but it was in the press. Uh, it was in an interview in Bloomberg. And he said, as long as you put the right person at the top, any business can be successful, right? So um, <laughs> it kind of comes to what you're saying. Uh, you know, you set the right strategy, you 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 act agile and be flexible and and do the right things, which easy to say, right? Do the right things. It's very easy put to the right person. But very difficult to to also bring into action. And I'm only saying because we're stuck in the way we've done business for many many years. You know? mm -hmm. So are you hope? Are you hopeful about the industry? Are you hopeful about, are you saying you were stuck, but are you hopeful about total revenue management or total profit or commercial strategists appearing more and more often? Absolutely. I think, well, you know, because there is no other alternative as well, um, but to change and adapt to a different world. Um, and if anything that this uh, uh, crisis has shown is that you need to be more agile you need to be more reflective of what you're doing. You need to be ready to spring and run and get that piece of business. And that you just can't uh, anymore uh, depend on, uh, on on a social media campaign that you may run. You know, mm. because everybody is doing that. Everybody's giving a promotion. Everybody is doing everything. But there's somebody who um, can capture that last customer that's walking to the door differently is actually going to be more successful. So I'm I'm very hopeful. I'm actually very hopeful of total revenue management. I think it has legs. I, I believe it has not been sold in the way that it should have been sold for the last many years. It still has been sold as a very silo approach to either a spa revenue or a meetings revenue or a restaurant revenue. But, you know, when you try and bring it all together and then everybody falls behind technology and if they forget about technology, because that's what revenue management has been about. It's been about technology and systems. But if they forget that and just think of strategy for a customer that walks into your hotel and how you're going to manage total revenues out of that one customer, the thinking will be very different, you know. That's true. Uh, because they yeah. will think about business differently and not be stuck behind Oh, can I get a tool to to manage revenues in my restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a catch twenty two, right? I can't I can't do total revenue management until I have the tool, but uh, you know, it's we're still waiting for uh, for the for the data to build the tool and to get the right analytics. So, what comes first, right? I You're absolutely right. You don't have to have technology to start, right? No, you don't. And and that conversation needs to be very different and has to be different. Mm. All of this to come alive one day, you know. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, that was that was uh, very fascinating. I know we've uh, gone kind of way over the the normal twenty minutes. So uh, I really appreciate your uh, your insights. <laughs> Sorry. I so say you can edit. You can snip out pieces. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't. We don't usually do that. So we always like to keep everything in there. But we'll we'll have a look at that. So no, I really appreciate the time and 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 your insights, Rod. I um. Um. I know. You know. You have. Uh, you've been kind of part of the journey for the last few. Uh, years a few many years so um it's great to see um that you're hopeful and that you're trying to continue to push uh, push forward with um with your thinking and um you know keep keep at it i think we all need to do that and we all need to be the voices out there in the industry right 
Thank you, Klaus. Thank you so much for reaching out and thank you for spending some time. This is great to see you. You look the same. You haven't aged, my God. Touch wood. <laughs> liar, liar. <laughs> That's <just> all. <laughs> uh, Thanks good, a lot. Good to interact. This is fantastic. Thank you. Appreciate it. Talk soon. Okay. Ciao, ciao. Thank you very much for listening. And I hope you found this episode valuable for your own business circumstances. Check out the show notes, link to the episode, Help more people in the industry find this podcast by sharing and rating. And don't forget to subscribe to the series wherever you listen to it.